Hello everyone, it's uh, Tuesday morning, I'm sitting in sunny Southwold on holiday, which is why the uh, pod hasn't been up quite so quickly after the uh, Chelsea game. <laughs> Sorry about that, not that any of you care. Um, uh, yeah, so here we are, so my thoughts on the Chelsea game and um, previewing the West Ham match on Sunday, a bizarre three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Well, who would have thought it for a football match, eh? Uh, come along and join me for the ride. So, um, the Chelsea game. Right, I want to get one thing off my uh, back before we go on about the game. Um, this whole thing about asking players to play out from the back is not what they used to do. I, <laughs> honestly, um, it's like some sort of revisionist history of Arsene Wenger's time in charge. Now, before we go any further... Um, those of you who don't know, I wasn't a massive finger out because I was always wary about who'd you get in to replace him. I was one of those people. I'd be it. Who's out there? Who could we get that's better? Um, but I was also definitely not an adamant Wenger's got to stay. I realised that football had passed him by and that he needed to go. Um, but it was about making sure that we had the right person and the right transition in place, which I think we had. So that's let's get that on record again. Anyway. Um, but suddenly, um, in the media, everywhere you go, or you know, you're watching games, and you're uh, those of you that are reading um, quotes and that afterwards, and listening to people talk about how we can't expect Peter Cech to play out from the back. It's not what he's used to. Did, did no one watch the Europa League campaign last year? That's all we did. I I can remember sitting there getting frustrated. I'm sure if we went back over some last year's podcast, you'll you'll hear me say, "Why do we keep playing it out from the back?" We keep splitting the defenders, um, the centre-halves, over the 18-yard box and playing it out for the back. This is not new. Wenger wasn't a Sam Allardyce long ball merchant who fit and get a corner, get a restart, was he? It was a, he was a on the floor, play it around, play it. Yeah, all right. We did sometimes bypass the midfield from a Peter Cech kick. Mainly goal kicks. He didn't, if you watch, he very rarely kicked it from his hands. Um... It was normally a slow, patient build-up, but for some reason now we're all saying that Unai Emery's brought this new passing game to Arsenal. <laughs> it's not like when Wenger came in and took over from... Well, not even Wenger, when Bruce Rirock came in and took over from George Graham. That was different. And then when Wenger brought, came in and took over from Bruce Rirock. That was different again. But not now. Um, so I don't think we can levy that charge at these players. Um, the, the difference is the system, the players, the, the style, uh, uh, the actual formation of the pl- is is different um so that's my first beef let's let's not let's not get onto this whole um he's changing he's revolutionizing the club um he's not he's just bringing new thoughts new ideas it's a new voice after 22 years of Arsene Wenger uh, you know so most of these players um are still Arsene Wenger players or well, most of the players that he's he's starting anyway are Arsene Wenger players um so they're having to get used to a new coach, a new way of him doing things. You know, he um, obviously likes to talk from the sidelines, which is good. Um, people have slaughtered that as well, but um, uh, I think it's I think it's what's needed. They need to, some of these players need to be coached along. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about constant yelling from the sidelines because you know players don't hear that because you've got sixty thousand people at the Emirates. And screaming at the same time, but it's you know when he calls people over to him during a throw-in or whatever, and he talks to them during the game. He he can see what's going on. I like that. That's good. And we did that against Chelsea. 
so against Chelsea. Um, again, defensive frailties, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, we didn't strengthen quite as much as we should have done there at the back. Um, Socrates looks like a decent player, but probably a couple of years too old um, to be in the Premier League. But, you know, he's going to... I think he's got... One of the reasons he's been bought was because of his experience that he can pass on to the younger people. Uh, I'd like to see Mavropanos start playing again. Um, Gwendozi, I like a lot. I think there's a footballer there. I didn't think he was going to play quite so much straight away from the from the off. I thought it would be an understudy to uh, Ramsey or Terraria. They're the two that I would play in those positions. I'd play Ramsey and Terraria. He obviously likes Gwendozi a lot. He obviously sees more than, he, than I do in training, obviously. Um, uh, and he's the manager. And the same way that I got behind, I was thinking, I'll get behind Unai Emery if that's what he wants to play, that's what he plays. My opinion, my personal opinion is, you've got to play two players there that have never played in the Premier League. Um, Interior and um, Guendouzi. So I would I would play Ramsey or Xhaka. Um, the Xhaka thing. Um it's, it's difficult because you know we can see two goals while he was on the pitch and one while he was off it. Um, there are moments about Zaka I like a lot, but there are he's still for thirty million pound plus player. There's still too many rickets in his in his draw. Um, if that's even a phrase, I've mangled a couple of a couple of phrases together. <laughs> um, but he needs to cut out some of the things that he does that he, even he knows he's too slow to release the ball. Um, for our style of play, which is why, personally, I would play Terraria and Ramsey. Um, but I'm not a football manager. And you see all these... I can't stand it. I I was listening to... I'm going to name drop. I was listening to the football podcast, um, the Arsenal podcast, the footballistically one. Um, and hands up if I got this wrong, but I think it was Alan Algar that was saying, um, you know, these are... It's, it's schoolboy coaching, you know... You can make schoolboy mistakes, right? And players know when they've done that, like a under-hit back pass or an over-hit cross or they didn't trap the ball. Or you see that one, that the gif of Fred where he's got to boot the ball and he's managed to take a massive air swing at it and boot one of his own players in the nuts. They're schoolboy errors. and The term schoolboy is just, you know, as we know, it's just a, a phrase of saying these are things that shouldn't happen to a professional footballer. But schoolboy coaching, if it was that easy then everyone would be able to do it. and You wouldn't be sitting on the sidelines. I wouldn't be sitting there talking on a podcast. He wouldn't be sitting there talking on a podcast. It's not schoolboy coaching. Because different coaches have got different methods. Uh, otherwise, everyone would be good as, as, as Pep. So I don't, I don't like that term. Um, and, you know, he... The coaches are the coaches. The managers are the managers. Whatever it is, whatever, whatever setup you've got. They see something in those players week in, week out training session in training session out that they decide that's going to be the way they go you don't just pick someone because you think he's a central midfielder and that's where he's going to play and that's what he's going to do it's not FIFA you can't control it in that way Um, so there must be something there that these managers like Um, because I'm sure if he wanted to he could have shipped Zaccaroni we wouldn't have got 30 million for him but we'd have got money for him if he was that bad a player Um, so there must be something there that he can work with um, you know, and I'm reading paper, reading stories now about. I say stories. It's John Cross in the mirror again, name dropping. Um, he's a fool. He's the one that 
for those of you who don't know, he posted a, um, a story last year saying Mesut has packed his bag, said goodbye, and he's definitely on his way to United. Sun, signed, sealed, delivered just, uh, I think it was a couple of days before he signed the, uh, Arsenal's biggest ever player contract. So it goes to show you what the guy knows. He's now saying that Ramsey's being made a scapegoat um, for the Man City defeat. When in, in all reality, he's probably just the manager trying out different formation, different players in the same formation. Um, so, um, you know, this manager's got his own, he has got his own ideas, his own views on where he can go and what he can do with these players. Um, so, you know, it's been two games. <laughs> yes, they've been two defeats. They probably would have been two defeats under Arsene Wenger. Um, what I liked about each game is in the Man City game we had a um, we had a, a, a decent 25-30 minutes probably I'd say 20 minutes um, when we won nil down um, this doesn't sound like a lot you know we're Arsenal we should be doing better than that but this is this Man City side is a decent side <laughs> decent <laughs> decent they're, all, they're, they're spectacular let's be fair um, this must have been what everybody else felt like when Arsenal were at their top of their game under Wenger. You know, the Man City fans must be feeling how we felt when we were just walking out to pitch and knew we were going to win or you know, knew we were at least going to play well and entertain. Um, you know, but so to have a, a, a spell in that game where we were exerting pressure on them and looking like we could get back into it, it's a positive. Take the positive. But David Brent there. Um, and the positives from the Chelsea game, which we went 2-0 down, but we, we came back. I genuinely believe that under an Arsene Wenger side, an Arsene Wenger side would have lost that game 5-1. You know, it would have been heads down, ugh, come on. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. I was talking about Mesut Ozil, and I've gone off. But So... In this game, in, in the Chelsea game, Mesut Ozil was brought off, um, and there was, um, and that, and, that, and that's what we're talking about Rams as well. They're, they're not scapegoating. The manager has to try and find new 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 roles. Um, and the Chelsea game was just one of those games where maybe Mesut Ozil wasn't clicking, and this manager isn't just going to sit and persist. He has to try something new. Um, and that's what I that's what I liked about this game. We came back from two 0 down to get to two all at the bridge. We could have scored a bucket load more. For some reason, Bumiang isn't clicking in front of the goal. He will. I still think part of the reason is because he's not playing as a two. Um, but yet there were there were positives there. I I personally don't think Bellerin was as bad as everyone's making out. I think he's now. He's the one that is scapegoating, not Ozil, not Ramsgate. Uh, Ramsgate. <laughs> oh my God, uh, not Ramsey. Um, I think Bellerin, especially in some media outlets, let's say, um, have decided to attack Bellerin. That he's a new, the new one now that Vega's gone. Um, I, I've always wanted to, you know. Yes, I do critique players. Um, yeah, sometimes I scream and shout at matches, um, but I don't attack someone constantly. Uh, the way they go after Bellerin, it's outrageous, really. Um, but yeah, so 
and this is where people, you know, people have had a pop at me online or whatever this week because I, I, I because I see um, the positives. They're all like, "Oh, you're deluded or whatever." No, it's not about that. It's about seeing green shoots. You know, these players are learning, and Unai Emery is learning. He does. He, he doesn't know the league. He doesn't know, understand how hard it is. We've got West Ham coming up. Jackie Wilshere coming back. We've just had Olivier Giroud come, you know, playing against us again. Um, it's going to be a big game against West Ham on Saturday. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Preview is up afterwards. So, West Ham on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Um, I'm currently in a beach hut overlooking the North Sea and South Pole, so if it's a little bit noisy, that's why I'm on the holidays and it looks, it's lovely. Um, anyway, so West Ham on Sunday, three o'clock. I think it'll be more of the same. Um, uh, I don't think he'll start with two up front because why would he? He hasn't done so far. Um, I would. I'd start with Lacazette and Aubameyang. Um, I'd start with um, basically the same team as finished against Chelsea. Um, and that's about it, really. There's not much to say yet. Um, we're getting to see Jackie Wilson play against us. Um, but I think if we do what we did before, then we'll get a, a decent win. Cheers. <laughs>